Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Like a, a family member to all of us. Yeah. 
but what I got from that yesterday, and I was rejoicing that we did have church yesterday worldwide. Yes. And everybody got to see why we are a spirited people. We can't be still when things happen to us. We have to move and we have to shout and we have to all collectively be grateful for a life, grateful for uh, blessing that child she left behind to be good and to be safe and gracing her mother who stood firm and tried to save her. She tried to help her. And all my life I'm going to be on your side, Rodney. I'm never going to leave you. Hey, well, we, you know, I'm down with you like four flat tires. Thank you for calling in. Stay on the time. Stay on the line. I want you to meet these some of my friends I'm bringing on here today, Mama. I know you're going to love this guy. My first guest, uh, one, of, one of the things I'm reminded of when I, when I talk about him is, he, he he once said this on stage, which I think speaks volumes of his character. He always say, look, you know, he, he would say this thing, this little quip on stage. He'd say, you know what, that guy Scruncho, he's not that funny, but I like him. And that is not true at all. He is, in fact, funny. He is not down funny. But one thing you are going to walk away with when you watch him perform is you're going to like him. Ladies and gentlemen, show some love as he comes to the Rodney Perry Live stage. <laughs> Scruncho, what's up, dog? Hey, what's up, Rod? You know, it's always a pleasure talking to you, man. You know, a lot of people don't know we're spiritual buddies, too. You know, we used to get on the phone and always pray, you know, together and, you know, always discuss the word. You know what I mean? Actually, we discuss the word more than we be discussing jokes. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's the difference between people who know you versus knowing your brand. You know what I mean? Yeah, so right. it's all good. Yeah. The, the, the business is... On the show, I like that. Yeah, well, you know, I, I I love my mama, man. She she and she she funny too. She she be getting it in sometimes. I <laughs> So so I know I know you've been you've been banging out the comedy scene. Now I know you have you got an event coming up, or did I miss it? Man, I sold out four shows over at the um, Jake's. Matter of fact, we sold out so much, man. They gonna had a, uh, another show. So, but I was like, you know, it wasn't really about the. Um, the selling out thing was more about the, uh, you know, just the the people in general. If it would have been 13 people came, you know, it would have been appreciative to me, you know. But um, it, was, it was good for them to show me love, especially in my own city. You know, it's always part of me a local boy. Now, now that, that's one thing I think you've always been excellent at is 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 getting the word out about Scruncho. What's, right. what's as you see it, what's next for you? Uh, man, you know what, man? It's it's an amazing blessing every day when you can just walk in your gift. You know what I mean? And then I never really measure my success on according to what uh, uh, people say. You know what I mean? Because I don't live for people. I live for God. Now, whatever journey he got me on, you know, I just kind of praise, leave everything in his hand, and I have fun because at the end of the day, it's never really about your destination. It's always about the joy of your journey. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. So it's kind of hot. You know, it's a good place to be right now. So, so you just banging up this road now. Now you've been you've been doing it for a long time, man. And you know, we we both been in this game for many years. Right. What's it like to look up? And it's more than ten years that went past. Right. You 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 didn't have film opportunities, TV opportunities. You know, 
do you remember the days when you was just trying to get on stage at the the respective rooms in LA and and how that's changed now? <laughs> yeah, man, you know, you know, it's like a process, you know. And I, mean, I remember back when we used to be um, dealing with the politics of the business and trying to get on stage and trying to get seen. But in reality, when you really look back on it, and I look at some of my old takes, the truth of the matter is just because people laugh and don't necessarily mean you're funny. And that's what a lot of young comics got to uh, uh, remind themselves of. And a lot of times... You know, or or, or you, let me give you this. Just because you're funny don't mean you're good. Like, exactly. You could be yeah. funny and still not be good, you know. Right. And you know, and I think we were always naturally gifted, naturally funny human beings, but we are right. better comedians now. Yeah, and it's amazing because I can look at you right now and see your set ten years ago and remember how I laughed. You know what I mean? But now I can look at your set. If not just laugh, but then you can say, "Boy, that was clever. That was sharp. That was right. Really, you know what I mean? And I can see the, I can see the professionalism without you losing your your funny. You know what I'm saying? Because back in the day, we just laugh at each other. Now realizing that uh, funny ain't money. You know what I mean? You know, right. it's deeper than just being funny. You know, you have to know how to articulate, you know how to talk to a master, you know how to know how to say your jokes and not being offensive. It's a very, it's a very, very artistic type of gifted type of um, 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 talent to have. And I don't think a lot of people, because I tell people that all the time, you know, people on Twitter and stuff, they're trying to be funny on Twitter, and they do. But with Twitter, you can hide behind your words. But on stage... You 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 can't hide behind your words. You got to stand there and um, and project your words and, and make it make everybody laugh when they're looking at you. You know what I mean? Very true. I'm I'm glad you brought up uh, Twitter and Facebook and social media and networking because I, I know you're beginning to implement that into your plan as you as you progress. But I think what you said is very important. You can hide behind your words there. But there's right. something else because, like, nowadays there are people that are developing these Twitter followings that the status quo, uh, Hollywood, is going get these guys a job. Well, well, well it's, yeah, and it's amazing you say that, but I tell people all the time, you know what I mean? Um, it's it's a, it's kind of sad in a way where marketing overrides talent now, you know what I mean? And actually talent is not really marketable no more. You know, they kind of marketing, uh, let's say, buffoonery and ignorance, you know what I mean? If you can learn how to expose somebody or expose yourself or expose your family or humiliate neither one of the three, and then you have a good chance to make it over anybody who have any level of talent because talent is not necessarily the status, the status quo no more, you know what I mean? It's really based around good marketing and um you know, you don't have to be a you don't have to be a, a comedian to be a superstar. You know what I mean? You can be an average comedian to be a superstar because the marketing reach people who don't haven't seen the A comedians. You know what I'm saying? Or the A talent. You know what I mean? I think that's true to a certain extent, but I think those of us that that are quote unquote talented, if we can understand and implement the marketing techniques as well, then that'll probably give you a, a sky what what they what them 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 boys putting them little cars and race at nitrous oxide. You know, that the, yeah. the rocket. You know. Oh absolutely. You know I love I love 
And at the same time, when you do got the talent and the marketing, you go like even then. I can remember at, at a time when I was making like a hundred and fifty dollars, two hundred dollars a show. You know what I mean? And so because of the marketing, I'm able to hit that fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a month, or that you know, uh, $10,000, $15,000 a show. It all depends. But to have a bad month under $25,000 is is like I literally didn't put my kids to college. Literally, you know, I live off marketing. So it has been nothing but a blessing to me. But at, as, at the time, the only bad part about it is this, Robbie. We come from an era where you used to have to polish your act and then market your talent. But now these cats are marketing their talent before they polish their act. Very you, true. You make sense? Very true. So that's the, that's the, it's, it got its ups and its downs, you know what I mean? So you just got to, you know, adapt. Uh, now, now you, you've been you've been adapting for a long time. Uh, tell me, let's rewind uh, back in, in the scruncho world. You've right. been, you know, a stand-up comic. You've done nefarious activities <laughs> right. you know you you you've uh you've done you've done probably some things that you probably may not may or may not be proud of but it shaped who you are tell us about right. your journey man well actually man, I, I if i had to change my life over in any way i wouldn't change a thing because you know, I love, I love my, my, because uh, God wouldn't put me through nothing that I couldn't handle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So wherever I've been and did, you know what I mean? You know, am I proud of it? No, not exactly. But am I happy I went through it? Totally. You know what I mean? Right. But at the same time, you know, one thing I always try to tell people, and this is where the devil tricks us all, it's like the reason they say walk by faith and not by sight is because God knows people who have good hearts but do bad things because in, in, a, in, a, in a real world, we all struggle with one thing, you know. We all try to get our hearts to override what's in our minds. That when we, that's when we live in spiritual. But when our minds override what's in our hearts, then we live in physical. That's why God say judge no man because you can only judge by what you see with the naked eye, which is a reflection of what he's doing in his head, right? Mm-hmm. Now what happened is we don't never have to worry about the people who has who did the bad things with the good hearts. We're not the ones you have to worry about. It's the people who got the bad hearts who hide behind the good things that they do. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it, wow. it kind of deep. But, you know, and it, and it goes to show you, if you're watching, um, example, you watching Catching a Predator, it's never been a hood dude walk up in there, hey, what's up, homie? Hey, where the little girl at? Hey, where the little boy? You know, not one time. One them not one time. Right. Because guess what? One thing black people never learn that white people have mastered is how to hide behind normal. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? If you it's only three rules to life, you know what I mean? You learn how to uh uh pay your bills, you know what I mean? Right. Uh 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 uh, uh be on time and which black people don't understand how important it is of being on time because time is Everything, time is money and money is time. And when you're not on time, people are going to get into your business. You know what I mean? But right. if you pay your bills and be on time, and last but not least, you know, could you cuss on this show? Yeah, go ahead. But shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's it. And usually people that, that, that run their mouth a lot is the ones that don't pay their bills. 
I mean, shut up. You can be anything you want to be. You can be the president to a serial killer. It don't matter. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. So if, if that's what I've learned over the years is, you know, be careful who you judge because you don't know a person's heart nor do you know what's going on in their head. And you only judge it by what's going on in their mind, not necessarily what's in their heart. That's why God said watch by walk by faith and not by sight. Um you're born the black sheep out of six siblings. Uh what does that mean when you say black sheep? Black sheep for me, unfortunately, it literally meant the black sheep. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, I was the darkest one in the family. My dad oh, was. I, that's my story too. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was extremely like you know the light complexion man, and he he was going through the color. You know, back then, as you know, being dark complexion, you know, racism for us or for black people in general start within our own immediate family. You know what I mean? So. And to have a father in the home, you know what I'm saying, and not be there for you, is it's worse than having a father that's not in the home that's not there for you. You know wow. what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of deep and complex. But in a, in a way, it was a blessing because everything that he thought he was doing to break me was really establishing substance in me, and then that's what God was carrying me. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, everything turns out. Everything that seemed to turn out for the worst always turned out to be the best thing that could ever happen, you know. So it's like it's like an amazing thing. Like even when I hit my step on on stage, people never really dare to hear our jokes. They always dare to to for, to see your spirit, to see mm-hmm. your, your gift of funny is a spirit. And if you take that gift of funny with that spirit and you put a beautiful energy behind it, and you put your smile behind it, you know what I mean, and then you heal people, you know what I mean, and you heal people through your trials and tribulations, you know, and that's when you separate yourself from being a comedian to being a comic, you know what I mean, because right. when, when, when your story, when you can start talking about your pain and not about, oh, women did this, and yeah, you know, and all that old, all that old typical, old, no, shallow stuff, when you start talking about your pain, it separates you from the from the uh, from the massive. You know what I mean? Right. Because guess what? Can't nobody talk about Rodney Terry's pain because that's your pain. You know, because your pain is literally your journey. And when you put your gift behind your pain, and then here come God. You know, that's why come you see me on stage. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't get high. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to negotiate the gift God gave me with the with the devil's substance. If that makes sense. Now, now th- that's that's obviously a choice you made, and uh, making that type of choice have 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 people attempted to bring you into that other side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, like, hey, hey Squatch, you know, yes, yeah, it's not the life we live. You know, like I don't knock nobody for what they do. Do you? You know what I mean? Because I don't ever judge nobody. Because actually, I could care less. And what uh, and, and really the people I go harder on, believe it or not, is the Christians because they are the worst, not individually, but the majority. Because everything yeah. I say is not um, individually speaking. I'm talking numbers, you know what I'm saying, and not individuals because nothing applies to nobody individually. But number wise, Christians are the worst because we the main ones not supposed to judge, but we the main ones do the judges. You know what I mean? Oh my so, God, I, I be I be on my 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 big time Christian friends all the time. Like, dude, you are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like you know what I mean? They always trying to. It's kind of like Christians don't get it. I mean, like you know, 
the devil got a spell on them where they, for where they, see, in order to be a Christian, you really became a soldier for God, right? And you're just a messenger. The only thing we do is deliver the message. Well, if you take the message or not, I could care less. My job was just to deliver it. Now, what you do with it is between you and God. I could care less because guess what? I got one foot in the fire. I got some sins I'm trying to deal with. You know what I mean? But in order for me to heal myself, I got to help somebody else. You know what I mean? And the more I deliver the message, the more I heal myself. You see what I'm saying? But if I get to trying to not go to church and pray to get that, spiritual fuel, then I, I I spread that fuel around as much as I can, and I go back. But what Christians is doing, you know, picture the, the church being like a gas station. They go there, and they're nice cars, and they fill up at the gas station, they get all that nice fuel, then they hang out at the gas station, and, you know what I mean? They right. hang out at the gas station, and they walk to the corner, boy, I need to go and get some of this gas, boy, you want to hell, you know, like that, you know? <laughs> they don't want to share so, yeah, they don't want to share. They just want to. They they so caught up into the image of being a Christian instead of the action of being a Christian. It's just like me and you going to join the Lakers. You know what I mean? And we didn't got the jerseys. We got the shoe deal. We doing autographs, but we ain't made one basket for the team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. No, this is a this is we became we, we they they hired us to be Lakers to win championships because this is a war we in. This is about championships. But Christians don't get that. They think them being Christians is more about their image than saving souls. So wow. that's just my opinion. They gotta they gotta answer everything, but they ain't put in no work. Homie, put some work in. In the hood, you had to put in work. You just can't sit around here and wear the rag and be gangbang, but you ain't you ain't you ain't did nothing. You ain't knocked nobody out. You ain't put in no work. You ain't did nothing. Man, come on. So and it's the same thing when you're dealing with you know when you when you when you doing what you do. Yeah. You know? Wow. I mean that that's really a great analogy too because you got to put some work in. You got to put, put some, some work, work in. in and, you know? and furthermore, no matter what you're doing, you got to put your, some work in. I mean, now as we make the transition, you know, in the, our fatherhood, I know you have children, I have children, and that's my main message to my kids is that you got to put – there is no substitute for hard work. You yeah, cannot you, get this without that. Exactly. I tell my kids, guess what I tell my kids? Shut up. Don't say nothing to me. Let your walk be your conversation. Your words don't carry work. Wait to me. You know what I'm saying? Open your conversation up with good report cards. Then get at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But don't don't talk to me without your without. Let me see your walk, not your conversation. You know what I mean? And that's the kind of way I get at. I don't be one in there. You know. So I'm kind of hard, but I'm fair. You know what I mean? So and that's just the way it is. Hey, hey, that, hey, that's the only way to be, especially in this day and age. Now, now let's yeah. let's 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 again let's rewind. You uh, tumultuous childhood in the family, then you get into the world. You hustling, you grinding. How did comedy find you, man? You know that's the beauty of God, boy. You don't know how you you can plan on whatever you want to be in life, but at the end of the day, your, your only purpose in life is it's just like. God created you for a purpose, for his purpose, you know what I mean? And it's kind of like if you go buy a jacket, you know what I mean? Now, if that jacket keep wanting to hop on your pants as a pair of pants, you're going to put it back in the closet until you figure out it's supposed to hop on your arms and your back, you know what I mean? And so you can decide what you want to be, but when God's making a decision on what you're going to be, 
he just put it in his hands because uh, when you see God, you know, you don't find nothing. Everything finds you, you know, and, and, and that's the, that's the, uh, and that's the sad thing about computers. You know, I love computers because they, they, they're blessings and they're curse. Mm-hmm. That that blessing, see, it's a curse to the youngsters because, you know, when we when we was in school, Rodney, we used to have to go through, we used to have to go through a whole book to get one answer. We had to do four four chapters to get one answer, right? Very true. And then in life, when it went, we that one answer never helped us out in life. It was the four chapters we read to get to that one answer to help us out of life, right? Yeah, very true. But with computers, you skip over four chapters and cut straight to the answer. So now you get a lot of, you get, that's why the Bible says you wiser but weaker, because you get unearned answers. And with unearned answers, you you have no substance. And with no substance, you have no experience. With no experience, you can't have the pressure. So now you got a lot of cats out here pretending to be what they're trying to be, but really not trying to be what they're pretending to be. So you really date the download or shell version of who they think they really are. That might be a little too deep, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I see you get up in there. I see you get yeah, up there. Yeah, I had to go a little deep on that one. <laughs> you you in you in the uh in the ocean with that one. <laughs> Man, I was deep, you know what I'm saying? But you know that that is that is to be felt and not repeated. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Don't don't try to yeah. don't don't quote me on that. Now Yeah, they quote it, they're gonna mess everything up. Scruncho man, you you you've been like I said, you've been performing uh, making people, many people laugh, and, and I quoted you loosely when we started. Uh, you know, y- you know, you may not think I'm funny, yeah, but right. you know, but I like them. You know, yeah, because at the end of at the end of the day, nobody care about your talent or your PhDs or none of that stuff. Only thing that really people care about is your likability, because don't nothing make people feel good than being around somebody that's more likable. Because if somebody comes to your door and they want to sell you some candy or any type of product, first thing you better in life do is like them. Because if you don't like them, and then their product is irrelevant. But if you like them, and then their product is more than probably what it really is. So likability carries more weight. So at the end of the day, when me and you get off stage, nobody care about how funny we is per se. But they do care about how much they like us. Because they're going to come back and see us faster if they like us than they do if we're funny. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm saying, who cares how funny it is? You know what I'm saying? Did you like me? That's all that really matters. Hey, hey, hey y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to my man, Scruncho. Scruncho, what you got coming up, man? Well, people can, your, your Twitter, uh, your Facebook, your website. Where can people find you, bro? Man, I love, I love that Twitter because I get to talk to my people immediately. You know what I mean? So I'm at Scruncho. That's S-C-R-U-N-C-H-O. That's my Twitter. Uh, my Facebook is Anthony. Scrancho McKinley. That's my Facebook. And I got I'm on tour with Mike Epps. I'm doing my own tour. So we got um Fresno this weekend. We got uh Sacramento this, no, Fresno, Bakersfield, and they got like um Sacramento coming up. I got the improv, I got um Caroline's in New York, I got a movie coming out on four twenty with me and Faze I Love called Bud's House. You know what I mean? So that'll be at um, theaters, you know. And um, I got another movie. I'm on my one-hour special, you know. I got my one-hour special. I'm going to shoot. Um, so my guest will be executive producer of that. I haven't really made a decision when I'm going to shoot it, but I will be shooting it probably within the next, um, I'm, I'm 
I'm thinking early May, um, early May, late May. You know, okay. so I got my one hour special on this shoot. And congratulations on your one hour. But you way overdue because you been. I mean, you know, I mean, Roddy, you literally, literally. I mean, Roddy Perry have been killing stages, man, for so many years. It's just unbelievable that he haven't shot his hour special yet. You know, and it's. And it's, it's very few comedians nowadays that I can honestly say is just consistently funny. 99.9% of Rodney Perry's staff have been standing ovations or better. You know what I mean? When they don't stand up, he probably consider that a bad set. But I've never <laughs> seen nobody who commit to their set. Put it like this. There's not too many people in the business that want to follow Rodney Perry. You know what I mean? I can count the people on their, on their hands who really just... It's comfortable. Rodney Taylor will make you realize if you're really ready. Because if you're not really ready, you can't watch his set and enjoy it because you're so nervous that you got to go up after him. You know what I mean? That's how funny Rodney Perry is. He sweat. He 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 messes up all his suits. You know he yeah, I do. <laughs> he sacrificed everything. You know what I mean? He sacrificed his body. He, he sweat. I mean, I just see everything on Rodney Perry except blood. You know what I mean? It, that's how hard he goes. So, you know, I love, and that's and that's what I mean when I say people come to see you. And you never stop smiling. You're always happy. You're always professional. I mean, you got the whole package, man, you know. And it's just phenomenal when I was hearing you say this was your first one-hour special. I was like, oh, my goodness. You know what I mean? I thought that was the most. I thought that was the most profound thing you said about the whole your whole journey is that yeah. I can't believe you haven't shot your one hour special yet. You have, you know, you. I mean, which is a blessing because now we know you got three HBO specials in you. You know what I mean? So when that one special comes, yeah, we already know it. So we know you can go back to back to back to back. So whatever you haven't got off that road, man, just prepare yourself, brother, because where you going? Man, I only hope you share it with me. That's all I'm saying. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, y'all heard the man. Scruncho, thanks for calling in, brother. You're an awesome interview. If you like, you're welcome to stay on the line. I'm about to talk to Hope Flood, uh, one of the most awesome ladies in the game. And, uh, and tonight, it, today's show is really about metal, sharp, and metal. Uh, uh, I can't exist without a Scruncho. Neither one of us could exist without a Hope Flood. And uh, yeah. again, man, I want to thank you for calling in. Uh, any yeah, final man. words before I, before I bring on hope? Man, I just want to thank thank you, Rob. I mean, where you at, honey? You you deserve to be exactly where you at, but it can't compare to where you're going to. You know what I mean? And people like Hope Flood, who when we was both literally they have no material or nothing. I remember Hope Flood letting us play in our little celebrity basketball game. Yeah. When they literally had to make up our credits on what we done, when they were introducing us. How did these two cats get on the court? But right. anyway, you know, so people like Whole Flood always open doors, but the doors you opening, man, I can't explain it, brother. You know what I'm saying? And and I ain't seen how, you know, and I love Kevin Hart, but he, all his writers and all his fruit was your best friend first. You know what I mean? Hey, I told you Kevin, I said, I want my friends back. <laughs> yeah. You trained them yeah. to polish Kevin Hart, you know what I'm saying? Because you, there was your little comrades that was up under you, your little partners that you were showing the rope, and then they got up under Kevin. So we all were a big family, you know what I'm saying? Yes, congratulations very true. to Kevin Hart because if there's nobody that deserves the success, 
is Kevin Hart. I love his spirit, and he's a representation of how people should handle their success. He don't handle it like a superstar. He handles it like a CEO, and I think that's all part of our whole family because at the end of the day, that's all we are is family, you know? That's so, it. man, big shouts out to everybody. I love everybody, Rodney. I love your show, man. And anything you need, you know I'm just a phone call away. Just get at me. Done deal. Hey, man, thanks a lot again. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Now, let me bring in this next lady. Now, um, I can go on her comedy credits, Def Jam, Comic View, um, All-Star, touring veteran, one of the first people that allowed me to walk on stage in Los Angeles uh, when her, her and Juan Dexter had a room many, many years ago, um, a beautiful human being, an entrepreneur, and now she's taking all of those talents and putting it in such a great place because I've been privy in my journey to have dealt with great female comics. Uh, you know, of course, people know my connection to Monique. Of course, people know uh, my first job I ever got in Hollywood was from Kim Whitley. Uh, so I, I, I understand I'm, I'm a father of five girls, so I understand the plight of a woman. And when I think of the plight of a woman and how uh, a lot of times a woman can stand up for herself and be called a bitch or she stand up for herself or handle her business just like a dude would do and people look at her crazy. So what this woman has done is went out there and she's starting her own convention. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, if you want to get something done, I say, God dang it, do it yourself. Show some love for Hope Flood who's getting it in. What's up, Hope? <laughs> hey, babe, I was like, who are you talking about? I want to meet that person. She sounds fantastic. She is incredible. Fantastic. She's incredible. She's all that. Thank you for having me on the show. And tell Scrunch out that what's up. I'll see him later on. Hold on. I'll let you tell him. I think he's still on the line. He's still on the line. I hosted for him at the J Spot uh, last week or so. So we, you know, we're running into each other. Scrunch, Hope Blood, y'all both on. What's up? Hey, what's up, Hope? You know, I got never left. (laughs) Thank you. And so uh, I I really got love for Hope because she got this beautiful, brilliant son. That's a representation of how men supposed to be. He's wow. beautiful, nice, cool, but one hundred percent gangster. Love that little dude. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. The nigga is he is beautiful as you as, as they come, but he will knock you out and it help you up. I love right. it. Yeah, I my love son. It. My son. I love it. I all right, so you, hold on, hold on, buddy. All right, so hope. Uh, let's get right into it. Uh, I'm excited about this. Uh, like I said, I'm a I'm a fan of everything you you've done. You've always been on the cutting edge. You were the first, you know, before there were comedy publications. You had a comedy magazine. Uh, before there were, you know, women that ran their own rooms. I think you probably were the first one to do that. Um, you was ahead of the game in terms of marketing and promoting. So tell me about your latest endeavor. My, thank you, Rodney, and thank you for having me on the show. Um, my latest endeavor is the first annual Females in Comedy Convention that I'm doing in Los Angeles, April 26th through the 29th. And basically, you can go to HopeFlood.com and click on uh, FICO Convention, or you can go to FemalesInComedyConvention.com if you are an aspiring stand-up female comedian. I created a group on Facebook called FICA. 
stands for Females in Comedy Association, and it's about 386 girls in our group from all over the country. And Are you serious? Was, 386? Yes, so far, and people just keep adding people. It ain't a black thing. It's a female stand-up comedian thing. So let me just be clear with that so people don't say, oh, this is just some black thing. No, it's not. We got girls from all over, all races and nationalities, from Portland to Hawaii to Canada. We got girls from Detroit, Chicago, uh, Dallas, everywhere, Houston. They're all in the group. And what we do, I started the group to be able to network, uh, share, vent, and figure out what is our master plan as female comedians that's going to get us to the next level. I said, because the bottom line is this. If we do not pull together as female comedians, the female stand-up comedian going to be like a dinosaur. We're going to be extinct. They're not looking for us. You look at these shows, there's four guys on a show, no female. If they put two females on a show, it turns into an all-female show. Nothing's wrong with that, but I'm saying put us on the playing field with the fellas. You know what I'm saying? Let us. Ninety percent of your audience is women. Why are y'all? Why are we being shut out of this game? So that's part of what this convention is about. And 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 also, Rodney, it is a business. It's called show business for something. It's ten percent show and ninety percent business. Right. And, and I want to teach them. In my twenty-four years of comedy, I want to impart some things to these females that stand-up may be your first love, but they may be another way in. You know, like Jamie, his first love was really singing, but he was like, "Let me go. I'm I'm going through the comedy door." So you might be a stand-up comedian, but you might be a director, a producer, an agent. You might. I'm doing punch-up today with Cheryl Underwood's play. You know what I'm saying or whatever. So you might. There's different avenues. You might be a, a promoter. So yeah. I want to show them that. Then I want to talk to them about the business. Then we're going into the acting. So we got a meet and greet on that Thursday. And every night, who's ever registered, they get to showcase at a hot comedy club here. So what I'm hoping and what I'm praying for is that every night on those four days, that weekend, April 26th through the 29th, in Los Angeles, that it will be female comedians on all stages at every comedy club. That's my goal. And I've been working on this for about a year and then I I, I kind of went away from it because I was like God you know why me I can't I can't be the savior for everybody I I was the one started with Cheryl Underwood the boycott for BET to get us more money when we were getting hundred and fifty dollars for eight years I, I remember I was that a part of I remember that yes. yes I was a big part of that and we're still working on some stuff now to get a union for us comedians because our, we're dying we're dying without insurance we're not going to the doctor we're in a stressful a profession, unfortunately, yeah. even though we make people laugh, it's still stressful. Very you know? true. And, and so that's that's what I'm doing. And um, I kept the registration low. All the workshops are being taught by veteran comedians in the business. Originally, I was going to do an award luncheon with the veteran comedians and giving them awards. The uh, Thea Vidal, the first and only black female to ever have a sitcom in her name on a major network. Very and that's true. Not, that hasn't been since 1994, Rodney. Something's wrong with that picture. Something's very Something's wrong with wrong that with picture. That. Hey, hey, y'all, this you is know. Rodney Perry. You're listening to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Miss Hope Floyd, and we're talking about females in comedy convention. It is going down April 26th through the 29th, 2012, in Los Angeles. And during these four days, there will be a woman on the stage, every single stage in L.A. I'm saying it now. It's a done deal. I might okay. even slap a dress on to see if I can weasel on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I, know that's right. 
I know every time I post it in our group and I post on Facebook who's been added to the workshop, who's coming, the female comedians be like, oh, we want to come, we want to come, we need to learn. No, nah, y'all need to learn. Y'all way ahead of us. We don't have, well, I mean, bottom line is we don't have our female Jamie Foxx. We don't have our female Cat Williams. We don't have our female Kevin Hart or our female Mike S. Now, 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 hold on, Hope. Now, you can't say that now. I mean, there's some there's some women out there getting it. I mean, you they getting it. it you you they getting, getting it. it. Um, they don't, uh, okay, they don't have that Uber success, that Uber. Well, you know, you Monique did win an Oscar last year. Huh? Monique did win an Oscar last year. Hello. Uh, no, she did win an Oscar. I'm not saying that, but we 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 don't have enough of them. We're not pumping them out like that, like the guys are. That's okay. what I'm saying. I could go on and on. I could go Dave Chappelle. I could say Rodney. I could say Rodney uh, uh, Perry. I could say, um, you know, I could talk about all the fellas that are really, really out there. We're 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 not out there as much. Let me just say it that way. So so I'll give, give me this. Give me give me out there as much. Give me the you know give me the. The why, as you see it, why that why that's uh, an issue. I don't know, and that's what we're getting together. That's what okay. we're gonna talk about. That's what we're gonna gonna we're gonna have our meeting in the ladies' room, <laughs> basically. I love that. And we're that. gonna talk about those things and and try to figure out is it now? Let me say this: Is it hate within us? As females and how competitive we are against each other. You know, some of y'all got a joke about, we got a joke about that uh, where y'all think we getting, when we go to the mall to buy something to wear, y'all think it's for y'all. No, it's for the girl at the club. She's a, I'm be the baddest bitch at the club. So it's it's for us. So are we competitive within our own femaleness? And if so, then how are we going to be able to work together so that we don't get X'd out and it, it almost be us who are X'ing each other out? I mean, because let's keep it real. After the Queens of Comedy, and let's just very keep it real, none of those guys, none of those girls went on to get the same amount of success as the Kings. Right. None of them. None of them have sitcoms or anything like that, you know. So the thing is, and, and Monique is the only one. So there's her, and then who else? Who, who who's next? And we drop down. Then it's on. And I'm not saying they're not out there getting it, but are they right. Uber? Are they Kevin Hart successful? Are they Cat Woods where when he used to come to Dallas, he would sell out in four hours? Right. You know things like that. We don't have that. Now, 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 having having you know, like I say, work with a with a comedian like Monique, having you know mm-hmm. been affected by female comics. Um, one of the issues at, that I see, I mean, I, I attempted to do a night in L.A. when I was at the Comedy Union years ago where we would do like once a month, and it was my show, my Friday show, I would book all ladies, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what I came up against is, one, the women didn't want to work with each other, one. Yep. Now, they would never say it to each other, but they would say it to me. Yes. Who's going to be on the show? Oh, hell no. Nah. I can't work with her. She got a joke like mine. <laughs> and that that never exists with guys. Even if it exists, we don't really communicate that. And, well, and, so and you are competitive and, by nature. Exactly. So if you, if you know that you you on the show with Joe Blow, and Joe Blow and you got a joke similar, all you want to do is I'm going to either go up before Joe Blow so I can tell mine so people can get it in my head, or I'm going to blast it up to say so Joe Blow can't go on because men are more competitive by nature and everything. We don't, you don't see that many women fighting over jokes and being confrontational and right. fighting like you guys. Now, I've seen, now I've been around where I've seen some fights, 
get our money up, Lauren Bailey. Do you remember Lauren? Lauren Bailey. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm a, I'm a fan yeah. of her. She's amazing. Yeah. 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 She is heading this along with Buddy Lewis. She's heading this thing of trying to get us uh, all together and like a comedy school where you can come and learn and from beginning to end, you know, uh, about the business and how to navigate your career. Uh, you know how to do your PR and marketing if you ain't got no money, and that's the stuff we're going to be teaching them, teaching in the um, seminars and the workshops at the convention as well. I said we got to get to Obama. Somebody got to tell Obama what's going on. He'll fix it. <laughs> exactly, he'll fix anything. I love it. I love, I love Obama. I didn't even watch the State of the Union address. He could have told me uh, we was going back to Africa. I'd have been on the boat. But you naked. going? He you rolling? Me. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> He could have told me he beats the first wife. I'd have been like, don't beat her. Just push her down every now and then. Come on. Okay. What, what'd she do? Okay. That's what you asked. Okay. What'd she, she do? Told me. <laughs> Who? Yeah, exactly. She, you know black women do be tripping. Okay. Oh, he could have told me anything. I'm down with my black president. That's all I'm saying on that. Okay. I love it. I was reading your, your uh, Facebook page. You said that one day I was crying. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You tune in to Rodney Perry Live. Today we're talking to my girl, Hope Blood. Females in Comedy Convention is coming at you, and the dates are April 26th through the 29th. That's this year. Make sure you are in L.A. and partaking. You can go to uh, HopeBlood.com and get more information on that. And Hope is active on her Twitter. She's at HopeBlood. That's H-O-P-E-F-L-O-O-D. She got a YouTube page. You know what I love about you? All your stuff is makes sense. Hope Flood Comedian, Facebook, Hope Flood, YouTube, your IMDb. You got it all. You you you, you are one woman record. You know what you can get from Hope? Um, let me tell y'all. You want some purses? Hello. You want some homemade candles? <laughs> what? What you... Hope, let me tell y'all something. Y'all little comments go out there and sell your DVDs if you want to. Hope over there making a thousand dollars in purses. I was on tour one time with Earthquake, and we'd all tour. And he come out after the show. I just set up shop. I got Tiffany jewelry. I got purses, and an ATM was right across the hall. Quake out there trying to sell his little twenty dollar DVD. <laughs> he looked at my table. He said, "Oh, what are you selling?" I said, "I'm selling purses over here." Him and his road manager bought three apiece. No, they didn't. <laughs> he said, I'm selling the wrong bag. I said, you are. I'm giving. I, I, if you bought a purse, I gave you the DVD. You can hide it, a little DVD. Yeah, you can hide it. You're going to spend 75 on this purse. You can hide it, DVD. Okay. Come on now. So, so yeah, I, I got to that? DVD where does that come from? Where does your entrepreneurial spirit come from? Because that's not, I mean, as much as you could try to teach that in the class, that's either in you or it's not. What, where does Hope Flood get that spirit from? Oh, my father, my father was a pimp. Now, he didn't pimp my mama, but he was a pimp. <laughs> and so, no, for real, it's the truth. He, my father was this little two-bit pimp in our little town. He never worked a job in his life or whatever, and and I, I get that hustle in me from him and my mother. She's that nine to, was that nine to five, go to work, be on time every day. And I ain't worked a job since I was in high school. I've been hustling my whole life. I done raised my whole son on this comedy game, you know, in Los Angeles, in the hood. You know, we from Inglewood, right? You know what I'm talking about. Matter of fact, your yep. barber, Dante, I met with him yesterday. He told me That's to tell my you man up. right there. Yeah. He told me to tell you what's up. And, everything. and so that's where it comes from. And just, you know, seeing my mother work like a dog, and 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 I just thought there was more to life than, okay, you grow up, you go get a job, you know, you pay some, get some bills, pay some rent, a car note, go to sleep, get up and do it again. I just said there's something more to my life that I want, 
and I want to find out what that is. So that that's why, and I just ain't going to work all the hours for nobody. I ain't going to do it. You ain't going to do it. I, you, let me tell you something. Once you do this for a year, it ain't no going oh, yeah. back. It yeah, ain't this, no this going back. This comedy hoe, this comedy hoe, she's a bad bitch. Okay, this bitch is bad, okay? <laughs> See how you give now, up your whole life for this. This bitch is bad. Now, you're, in addition to being a comedian and an actress, a mom, you're also a philanthropist. Um, t- talk to me about some of your, your uh, philanthropic endeavors, a nickel of hope, Inc., or uh, Hope's Girls Club. I-, I-, I, loved, I loved the mentoring, man. Thank you. Um, basically, um, you know, when you – I was a teenage mother. My son's father, Chris. Then, you know, since he was my boyfriend since I was 14 years old, gang member Chris when I met him, you know, and I was a teenage mother. I mean, I graduated high school and everything, but I was a teenage mother. And the things I wanted to do are girls, especially when I lived in Dallas. I have to see what the ratio is here in Los Angeles since I've been back. But I did start my uh, Nickel of Hope and my girls' mentoring program in Los Angeles. Then when I moved to Dallas, I did it because the youngest girl pregnant in Dallas was eight years old, you know. Think about that. You got daughters, eight years old. If your eight-year-old daughter got pregnant right now, That's, I know, don't even want to think about it. You don't even think about it. And 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 I mean, I, I truly, I met a guy. He was twenty. His mama was twenty-nine. You know, <laughs> you do the math on that. You know, and so the youngest girl pregnant in Denton County was eight years old. And, and you know, a lot of time our girls have too much time on their hands, and the parents still have to go to work and everything. And Stuff is happening to them, and if we could educate them, so each girl gets a mentor. Each the mentors a background check, you know, to make sure that they don't have nothing bad in their history because I don't want them around my girls, right. you know. And even that's going to have to be checked now that I've gotten deeper into this, Rodney. What we don't know is a lot of the girls now. These mothers need eighty percent of the pedophiles are women. Really? Yeah. 80%. Wow, that's crazy. Looking at it. And you say women against boys, no, women against other girls. We taking our daughters to our girlfriend's house thinking she's safe, and those women are turning out our girls. Wow, that's crazy. It's crazy. crazy. So and it, 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 it's got to be, you know, so just be careful with our kids, you know, with your children and stuff, just like it happens with a man and a woman and vice versa. It can happen with the same sex. So just be, yeah. just be very, very mindful of that with your children and talk to them and things like that. And so those are the things I wanted to try to stop some of the cycle. I can't fix them all, but I can just do my part. And that's where Nicola Hope came from. It's just to infuse 5% of your time into a child. Mentor them, pick them up on the weekend, do something nice with them. I got the girls' hair done. I would, uh, we take them to hotels. I took them to P.F. Chang's and ordered everything on the menu. And they're like, we don't like this, Miss Hope. You ain't never tried this stuff. Try it. When they finished that stuff, they would look in the plate. You know, you can explore things and see stuff. So that's where it came about. And so I want to implement that back here again and get that going. And so that's where a portion of the proceeds from the convention is going to those that organization. I, I love it. I, I want to thank you for coming on today, Hope Man. I, I'm, I'm one of you your biggest fans. I, I love you. your grind. I love your hustle. And you you are consistently a winner. And uh, the name of the convention is Females in Comedy Association. The name of the convention is the first annual Females in Comedy Convention, and it takes place April 26th through the 29th in L.A. Any final any final words before I bring on my next guest? No, I just want to say thank you. 
so much. I'm so proud of you, and you always stay grounded and what you're doing and stuff, and your brother, and then pulling him up and helping him, but he's funny as hell. And I just want to say thank you. I, I, I look for. I'm watching you. I'm in my avatar vibe. Boys, I see you. I see you. <laughs> I hey, see thank you. you babe. Great, great. And I hear you're doing workshops and seminars trying to educate the comedians when you go on to your cities and on tours. And that's great. If you need any help or any technology questions, because you could do it, we could do it in a webinar. And we'll talk, we can talk about that later. I did those and everything. You ain't in town and stuff. You shouldn't have to miss out on it. This technology wow. is so advanced now that people can actually literally sit at their computer if they got a webcam or whatever and watch the class and be interactive. I love that. That You know what, I had a friend of mine pitch me an idea about putting together a webinar, but, you know, it just seemed so far-fetched to me. But since you said it, I'm, I'm going to really mm-hmm. embrace that because mm-hmm. that, that's a great idea. You can put 25, 150 people in one class, so the people that can't get to you, Rodney, or where you're at, or you, you can, they can just tune in. You can do it in your pajamas in, the, in your home, and they can just tune in, and everybody can see each other in the classroom and everything. This is the wave of the future. If we're going to reach people, we're going to have to reach them. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't get to L.A. for the convention. I understand that. Everybody can't do this, but I'm a firm believer in these two things. So I've had the girls say, I ain't got no money. i got to fly there. i got to hook a crook. I feel like this. People beg for what they need and pay for what they want. If you mm. really wanted to come, you would you would find out a way to make it happen. I set them up. I said there's a site called Indiegogo.com where people can go to and raise money for their projects and movies their scripts, whatever they're trying to do. You can sell stuff on their posters, DVDs, whatever you want. Start there. If you got 5,000 fans and you claim, I got 5,000 fans, 5,000 people should ever be able to give you a dollar. Right. That's $5,000 right there. That ain't no money. You know, a dollar, if they're really down for your career and want to see you successful, yeah. your friends and family and your fans to support you to come to this convention and, and gain this knowledge. I got Miss Laura teaching a class. I got Buddy Lewis. I got Shane Forbes teaching wow. PR and marketing, and you know what he does. Shane got 1.8 million emails. Are you serious? Oh, that's 1.8 million. He, wow. has, he got five Facebook pages, and they're all full. So he's going to impart that wisdom to the girls and tell them, y'all ain't on your grind. Y'all are not on your grind. So I got a lot going on. I got the, the very famous comedian. He taught Whoopi Goldberg and Sherry Shepard. His name is Greg Dean, and he's been around a long time, and I'm just honored to have him teaching a class on structured material and stuff. So it's, it's like a little mini school. We're going to have some fun. They're going to get to showcase. We're going to eat, and then they can go home, and the ones going to miss it, they're going to miss it, and they're just going to be in the wilderness. They're going to be like the children of Israel. They gonna no, be they didn't the get to come back. Then they're good to come a year two when they hear about it. That's all. That's right. You know, whatever. Then they'll get themselves together and they'll get it going. So that's what it is. It ain't, but it's $200 right now for them to do it. I got the hotel hooked up. Everything's right there. We're going to take them out. So like I said, we got about 50 girls already signed up, and I'm only going to take so many spots, you know, so tell them they need to get on it. Okay, so it's $200 for one student. For one person to go, and they get the four-day weekend. They get everything. They get the you, you, know what, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do, Roddy okay. Perry going to do, I'll pledge this right now, and you can pick the student that I've sponsored. I will sponsor one of your students, personally, myself, $200. Okay, and then you and I get to pick the person? You pick the person. You let me know who it is and when you need the money. I will do that. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'll put some type of a contest together or something yeah. within our group with somebody who really wants to go, and if they, they, they the, the best story wins. My only, my only criteria is she got to be funny. 
Well, well, if she ain't, we're going to get her the funny. Say somebody, we got to start somewhere now. <laughs> you got to work. All right. Well, your pick, you pick. Half getting on the stage. Half you the battle pick. getting on the stage. If they want to get on the stage, right. you know what I'm saying? Because people tell me all the time, why these people, you let all these people go on stage? You know how Rodney, we still, I at least let 15, 20 people go on stage. And people say, why you let all them people on stage? You don't know if they're a comedian. But who am I to judge that? Who, who are we? When I walked up and I said, I'm a comedian. So who am I to judge that? Wow. You know, hey, thank you, you so much. Funny, get on that stage. Thank you so, so y'all much. Hit me up. My Twitter is at Hope Flood. Uh, I don't know, whatever that stuff is. Hope Flood. Yeah, is you, you at Hope Flood. Uh, Facebook Hope is, uh, her Facebook is Hope Flood Comedian, and her website is HopeFlood.com. Check out her website for the convention, though. That's FemalesInComedyConvention.com. It's incredible. Y'all stay tuned. This is Rodney Perry. You listen to Rodney Perry Live. My guest for the day, Scruncho was here earlier, Hope Flood, amazing entrepreneur, and Hope Flood is also a publisher, but my friend, I'm about to bring on, now all these are my friends today, you know, these are all comedians, and really what this, this show is about, is about comedians that's, that's working outside the box, you know, and this young lady is doing that, uh, coming to the stage, one of my, one of my favorite up-and-coming comics, uh, just a hustler and a grinder. She's been putting it down for the last few years. Uh, she is indeed fabulous. Show some love for Jackie. Fabulous. What's up, Jackie? Hey, what's going on, Rodney Perry? What's up, baby? <laughs> How are you? I am good. I am in. I am ready to go. How is everything? How is life? Hi, oh. everyone in the universe. All is well. Um, Jackie Fabulous, uh, uh, an incredible comedian. Uh, I I, I want to say I was there in your emphases, you know, when you first, one of the first times you walked on stage and to watch your growth over the past few years, and, and you're one of them comics that has grown exponentially, and to watch you kind of come to your own is impressive. But now you're taking it to another level, and yeah. you, you are going into the realm of author. Yes, awesome, my friend, because homegirl got some student loans that need to get paid before I die. <laughs> Do they? Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I have I published my first book. I got Tell it published. Uh, it's called Find Your Fabulous While Coping with Your Inner Fatty. And um, it's a book I started writing a few years ago. It was just like me blogging and me, my diary entries, and, you know, bitching and moaning like women can do, and then talking about my family and just, why I felt like I had I, I had a voice and I had a message. Mm-hmm. And these publishers approached me at one of my shows, and they were like, would you ever want to write a book? And I was like, oh, what a coincidence. It just so happens I'm writing one. And they got together with me, and they put me on deadline, and they made it happen. And it got released a couple of weeks ago, and it's doing well. It's doing really well. So where, where can people buy it? I mean, is it like can I get it on my Kindle? Can I put it up on my iTunes? Yes. Yes, yes, you can buy it off Amazon.com. You can buy the Kindle version. You can order a hard copy. You can, next time you're in California and you want to email me or text me real quick, you can just, hey, where can I meet you? Bring me a book. <laughs> Wait a minute. You, I'll, I'll, you I'll deliver? come to your house in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, I'll come I to your house it. in the middle of the night. <laughs> now, can, can, can we get the books at JackieFabulous.com? Yes, you can. You can go to my website. You can get it right up on there, too. So, Anyway, you have money. I want to take your money. I want you to read my book because my book is really going to make you feel good about yourself and about not knowing exactly what you want to do with your life, but knowing that that's okay as long as you're doing something. You know now, what I mean? As long now, as you have something. 
Now, what category? Is it considered self-help or yes, is, it, is yes. it fitness? It is it is self-help, it is fitness, it is uh, dating advice, it is family advice, it is career advice, it is embarrassing stories that you probably can relate to. It's uh, telling you what not to do because I was an idiot and I did it. Don't do what I did. It's for people who are young and trying to come up and figure out what they want to do with their life. People who are older and they want to make a transition and they don't know how to go to it, they're afraid. You know, it's, it's, so it's for everyone that needs help for themselves just to get make their lives a better life while they're on this planet. So it's a, it runs again. Now, now th- this is no accident that, that you're out in the world performing comedy and that you've branched off business-wise and some other facets of, the, of this business because yeah. you have a law degree. I do. Every time somebody brings it up, I'm like, oh, yeah. I keep forgetting I got 100000 plus in debt, and that's the reason. That's why I got to be proud of the debt. <laughs> but, yes, I, I, I graduated from law school in, in 2004 and um, wasn't sure I was going to make it because when I moved out to California in 2000 and 2001, it was, uh, it was to go to school, but it was also just to have a whole change of life. Like I took my vacation check from my last job, that I was probably going to get fired from anyway, but, you know, I call it quitting. And I moved to California. <laughs> you know how you know you're about to be let go, but you're like, yeah. you know what? I need a change. And you stop like, getting invited to birthday do. parties and stuff. <laughs> and the parties in the break room right down yeah, the hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not gonna tell like, me. hey, nobody told me about that. <laughs> so I moved to California, and when I originally moved to California, it was, it was it was to have a change, but then as soon as I got here, I eloped and I got married, started law school, did everything at the same time when I started out, when I moved to California. And law school was, like, number three on the list, but it was also, you know, I'm glad I accomplished that. So right. I guess I am a lawyer, but I'm not licensed to help anybody with anything, so I'm not an attorney. you got to have the license to be an attorney, but as long as you have the law degree and you've been working in the legal field for years, you can be considered a lawyer, so. So you can put you can put Jackie Fabulous Esquire. Uh, I cannot. No, I no. I have to put Jackie Fabulous JD. George okay. Gothard, the Lord of the Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, so you Esquire learn some every day. Yeah, now, now Esquire, does that a, Esquire if you get a DY, I can help you, and I can, and I cannot right now. Now, <laughs> now has has your journey uh, through law school affected how you? look at documents or how you, I mean, because we have to, you know, a lot of times as comedians, we, we have to read we have to read these documents that we don't know nothing about, but you actually know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I spent about 10 years writing contracts for government contracts and corporate contracts for years, so when I get one, it's, uh, you can't slip in some wild stuff, you know, like in halfway through my show I've got to remove my shirt. I'm going to know what that means, you know what I mean? You can't really... <laughs> You can't fool me with wild shit like that. I'm gonna know. Well, what I, I have that put into my contracts. <laughs> well, we want you to take your shirt off. So that's all. That's a pleasure for us. No, no you don't. Hold back. Trust Let me. it happen. <laughs> hey, y'all. This is Roddy Perry. You're tuning to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Jackie Fabulous. It's been a day of comics doing stuff outside the box. My man Scruncho was on earlier. We talked to Hope Flood, who's doing the FICA convention, and now we're talking to Jackie Fabulous with her incredible book. Find your fabulous coping with your inner fatty. Who is your inner fatty? What's her name? (laughs) My inner fatty, her name is Jaquisha. (laughs) 
because I am from the Bronx originally, and while I am a classy chick, the Bronx chick comes out, you know, probably at the wrong time or maybe at the exact right time because every time, is, whenever it happens, according to the Lord, it's the right time. So <laughs> so Jaquisha is her name, and uh, she helps me out. She helps me keep my edge, you know what I mean, because I've had a lot of, especially being a black female and a uh, black comedian, a black female comedian, a lot, I've had some comedians, black comedians, you know, they, they're they always kind of surprised by me. They're like, they don't really know what category to put me in and if they want to book me to do a show that's for a primarily black venue or <clears throat> black audience, I get concerned. They're like, you know, Jackie, this, this room's going to be kind of rough and, you know, I don't know if you can handle it. Sometimes they boo people. And I'm like, nigga, relax. Just give me the mic and move away and let me just do my thing. And if I bomb, I bomb. But you got don't hold back the opportunity for me because you don't know what category to put me in. Give me the same chance you give anybody else. So Jaquisha knows when she needs to make an appearance. You know what I'm saying? Got it. Oh. Understood. Now, yeah. now, Jackie, you know you are you are well spoken. Thank you. A lot of times when people hear us this way, they assume that you can't communicate to the hood folks. Yeah. Is, is that been your one of your dilemmas as you progress <laughs> in this game? I don't think it's been a dilemma for me at all. I figure it is who I am. You know, and I think it I think it actually kind of diffuses people and then it makes them kind of uh comfortable because they they somehow people hear articulation and they think that means higher intellect. And it does not mean that at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all, okay? But sometimes they hear that and they feel a little comforted. Sometimes when I'm done doing a show that's in a certain venue, I'll have people come up to me after the show and ask me advice. I remember I had my first hood show for a, for a long time in uh, Sacramento, and it was it was after doing a very popular club out there. And when I got when I went to watch the show, people were like eating chicken in the front row and like throwing the the bones like on the floor while the person <laughs> before me was performing. Hilarious. And I'm watch and I'm watching this like wow, I haven't done this in a minute. Right. But when I got on stage. I let, you know, I, all you got to do is have fun. It doesn't matter if you don't have to be extra black or less black. You just exactly. go in there and do your jokes, and you adapt to the room. Because, you you know, you are, I come from black, so I'm not oblivious to how I have to behave. Yeah. I say be be authentic, and whatever yeah. your whatever your truth is, it'll shine through. And, and people yeah. would rather you not be phony than be manufacture what you think I want to hear. Okay, because they can smell the phony. They can the first word out of your mouth, and they think you're trying, and they're like, "Oh, this bitch is not for real. Yeah, uh, she is not about the business, you yeah, know. About so they're ready to eat you alive." <laughs> now, now so you are I, the you are the self-proclaimed ambassador of Girls Night Out. What is yes. that? What is that? That is just when it's time to go out. Usually the the women I hang out with, you know, they 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 think sometimes mistakenly that I'm going to be the life of the party. And it, it was contrary to what people actually think is that comedians are always on when we go out. And right. I'm actually, I, I'm I'm more on if I'm paid to be on, Got it. <laughs> you Got know. It. But if I'm hanging out with my girlfriends, so though, I'm, uh, I'm the fun one because I'm the comedian and I know, you know, even with, with or without liquor, Girls are going to have a good time because sometimes girls get together and they want to get together and talk about everything that's wrong with their lives or why he's acting that way or why he won't call me or I can't lose weight. And 
I'm always the one to be like, you know, well, so what if he doesn't call you? We are in a club right now. Go get a new one. And you are, or so what? You don't you feel overweight? Let's go. Let's let's order a cupcake. You already fat. Let's do it. You know, I'm the one to make you feel. <laughs> you are I want to make you feel good about yourself at all times. That I feel like that's my purpose in life. You know. <laughs> you know, I think that's the through line on this show today is kind of finding your your bigger purpose. I I, I characterize stand up comedy like this. Um, our bigger purpose, it's easy to make this selfish and about us, but your bigger mm-hmm. purpose yeah. is to lighten that person in the audience's burden. Like, people are going through it. They're going through a lot of different things mentally, uh-huh. physically, you know, when they sit in your audience. And to, to get an opportunity to depart from that for a few minutes is golden. So we provide that vehicle for them to depart from that, you know, at any given moment. Uh, talk to me about your your mentorship uh, and your your motivational speaking, I think that's interesting that you get in, you get out like that. Yeah, I've uh, that is a, a new part, a, a new career I'm venturing into, and um, I'm currently I ha- I've hired a speaking coach, and I actually I booked my first um, speaking gig at one of the Cal State colleges. It's going to be in March, where I'm not going to do comedy, but my motivational speaking ends as a comedian, so I'm a comic with a message. Yeah. So I'm gonna have a formal motivational speaking speech, but it's going to be done comedically. And yeah. um yeah, and I booked my first gig at a Cal State school and it's just this is this is where I actually started seeing the purpose of it. I went and did uh two college shows last week, right? And I did a college show a few months ago in Minnesota somewhere. The the back of Minnesota, like slavery was still in act. It still was <laughs> on. It was still like it was still in the back of the world. There was slaves, and I was okay with that because you know it was, I went behind in time. Yeah. And I got on stage, and I did about forty five minutes of my material. And when I stopped to get to drink some water, I just said for fun, I'm like, hey, y'all got any questions? You know, you can feel free to interact. It was like five hundred students in this gigantic room. I'm like, y'all could, y'all could ask questions while I take a sip of water or whatever. And you know how you take a breather before you go on to finish right. what you said. And every hand, not every, but several hands went up, a lot more from the girls than the guys. And they were like, where did you go to law school? What made you become a comedian? Why didn't your marriage last? You know, where can I find good guys? And I was like, oh, my God. They really wow. had questions. You know, like and real they were questions. young, real questions. They weren't playing. So I actually closed out the last 15 of my set with, Actually, just giving advice, doing a Q and A, you know, making them feel like you know it's okay to do this, and it's okay to do that, and making fun of them when their questions were ridiculous, but they still had a question, you know, they were kind of shy to ask me. Right. So it was from there. I'm like, if I'm going to book college shows, I'm like, I feel like these colleges they have Daniel Tosh because you know it's mostly the white colleges for now. They mm-hmm. have the Daniel Tosh and Dane Cooks. They have their comedians who are whose sole purpose is to just make them just die laughing with nonsense. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I can actually book me somebody as a comedian and, you know, do speaking because they have questions. Yeah. And, and, they, time, and they have a separate budget for speaking that might be more than your company. Okay. It is. Somebody told me, you know, the difference between stand-up comedy and speaking, and I'm like, what? They're like about $10,000. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? So it, and it, I feel like I'm fulfilling a purpose. Like that night when I was done, I felt so fulfilled because I gave them the funny but then I closed it out with a purpose, and I, I did, like, almost, you know, an hour and a half because it went into a whole different kind of service, which I Got think it. being on stage is actually providing a service. So now I'm going to go off, I'm going to do corporate speaking for women's organizations and just corporations in general. So speaking is a, a big deal to me because people want 
to hear what's going on in their life and how they can fix it, but they want to hear it in a funny way. Exactly. They want they want they want relief. You know, we are we are like uh, you know you, you know when you when you're little and, you, and your mom try to give you something that you don't want to taste and, and she might sweeten yeah. it up so you can actually mm-hmm. take it down. We sweeten yes. up that medicine. Oh, I love that. That is wonderful. That is exactly what it is because you'd be surprised how and of all people of all ages, you know. Like I started doing that now at a, at shows for adults. I'm like when I take a little break and drink some water. I'm like, anybody got any questions? People are putting up their hands. People who are 40, 50, 60, whatever, hand in the air, like, so, you know, why did you get divorced? And I'm like, people are curious because people don't necessarily ask their friends yeah. personal questions like that. They, yeah, but they don't ask they a stranger all day. And, okay, and then, furthermore, it 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 it, it uh, impacts your improv muscle and and gives you some some jabs at the improv heavy bag. Oh, you think? Because it makes you you have to think on your feet. You yeah. don't know what they're going to ask you, and they could ask you something that is just like, "Hey, I'm gonna have to talk to you after the show for that one." That was a, uh, you, know, you know, I'm being abused at home. How do I fix that? Oh no, this is not the place for that. <laughs> I will talk to you after the show. Right. So you have to really be able to handle anything in public speaking. You know, people think. I mean, it 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 is all public speaking because the number one fear I've always heard is public speaking, and we do yeah. it all the time like nothing. But we're also performing, so we're not actually getting up there. You know, waiting for a reaction. We just go ring off the jokes, and you ride with me, or you don't ride with me. In public speaking, you have to actually be used to the silence because it's just you. Exactly. You know? Hey, hey you guys, it it's, it's, it's been an incredible show today. Uh, this is Rodney Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Uh, my friend Jackie Fabulous has just penned an incredible book. Find your fabulous coping with your inner fatty. I love it. You can pick that up on JackieFabulous.com. She's on Twitter, at Jackie Fabulous. And yes. you can catch her on Facebook, Comedian Jackie Fabulous. She's got yes. YouTube, all the things in between. And she's a fabulous comedian and not to mention an uh, ace motivational speaker. Uh, I'm impressed, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Anything before we go? Thank you for asking me. No, I, was, I love listening to Hope, and I've learned a lot from her. It's it's cool the way you have someone with so much experience and somebody was like me coming up. You really know how to just go, you know, graze the rainbow of people and get every all different genres and ages. I love the way you do your show. You are awesome. You know I love you. I don't you want to embarrass you, but I, if you want a baby, I'm here for you. That's all I'm you, you know what? I told my wife, you know, we got six, so I'm looking for somebody to house this seventh one. <laughs> I'm here for you. I'm, I'm a healthy black stallion. You let me know. <laughs> I, I shall keep you on the radar. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's been an incredible show today. Thank you to all my guests. Thank you to Scruncho. Thank you to my friend, Hope Flood. And thank you to my friend, Jackie Fabulous, awesome comedians. Check out everything they got going on. My name is Rodney Perry. This is Rodney Perry Live, my comedy special. We are shooting on the 24th, Friday. Even if you can't make it, you can't be there in Orlando, stop for a couple of minutes, say a prayer for your boy, because we're about to take the world by storm. I don't know what you're doing with your life. I don't know what you're doing with your life, but take five minutes and lend it towards your passion. Work towards your passion this week. Take one step toward that thing that you've been promising yourself to take a step toward forever. Do it. Do it right now. Hey, y'all, my name is Rodney Perry. Y'all be cool. That's our show for today. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. And uh, that that's pretty much it. I can't really think of nothing else, so uh, be good. My name is Rodney Perry. We out.